Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name's Cody, Canadian software developer. And I work full time and then in my extra hours when I find time, I work on side projects. Yeah, I think it's going it be hard to do that full time, but I think if it's your passion building side projects and obviously I use Django for them, it okay. can be real fulfilling and I find it uh, fun. <laughs> nice. Okay, let's start with Django. So Django is your uh, primary tool of choice when working on your side projects? Yeah, it's the not really by choice, the first web framework I started using. And I really like Python as a language because especially nowadays you can use it for so many different types of applications. It's big on machine learning. It's There's Python libraries for everything. Yeah. It's the language I started with, so it was the obvious choice when thinking of a web framework. Cool. So you don't have any, any experience with the, like, PHP or anything like that? A little bit, but anything that, <laughs> any times I've like tried other projects, I've been like, or sorry, not other projects, other web frameworks, I've been like, I could probably do this a lot easier since I know Django. Okay. And I guess you use it in your day job as well, right? Yeah, I do actually. Okay. When you, how, what's your experience, would you say, like in years, months, days? I guess the first time I used it was probably probably around six years ago and I've been working with it in my full-time job for about four years now and probably for a good you know two years just hobbyist I guess you could say okay cool so if it was hard or what was easy if you could just expand on maybe some of your feelings about Django yeah, I think this is probably like universal with any web framework, but when you come fresh out of learning, you only know a programming language, you don't know a web framework. There's a lot of components. There's the pages, the URLs, the views, the models, and understanding how all those things interact. And there's a there's a basic level of interaction, but every once in a while you come across, you're trying to do something a little bit off the books and finding out the best approach is a good way of putting it mm -hmm. because there are often more than one way to do something. That's true. So that's one thing, but overall, like the database interaction in Django, the ORM where you just define models and then you can, you know, easily filter them, annotate them, do all sorts of crazy things. I really love that because I really don't like using SQL. <laughs> so okay. that's uh, definitely a big plus. And I think Django is really good as a backend for sort of serving any type of front end. But if you want to use it in the built-in Django templating and stuff, that's awesome. If you want to use it strictly as a API server for Vue or Angular, etc., React front end works really well for that too. And obviously its main thing that they always talk about is it's easy to use, easy to set up. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it's necessarily, I'm not going to say it's better than any other one, but for me, it, it has a lot of useful functionality. And I think you can pretty much build any project with it. Sure. Yeah. A any particular pain points you have with it when, when you're building a project? That is a good question. One thing I've struggled with recently is, like I kind of mentioned, I was interested in trying to decouple front-end and back-end, so mm -hmm. using Django only back-end. And there are some things that Django does that are good in terms of their front-end templating that mm -hmm. I found hard to replicate using other things. But at uh -huh. the same time, some of those other tools 
didn't do what Django did. And so I was, I really like it and I want to use some of its bits, but not others. But if you're trying to decouple, you can. Just out of curiosity, which front end were you, are you talking about that didn't catch up with the Django's template? I was, so there's a bunch of templating things. I was using Vue, uh, okay. which I think is great, by the way. I know there's like Vue, React, Angular. I arbitrarily picked Vue because it was open source, but I think it's, yeah, it's, I've really enjoyed it, learning a new front end thing. And I think it's, the reactivity is obviously very powerful compared to Django's front end templating, which is static. Have you seen, I don't know if you have, but there was a discussion on Reddit I saw on how exactly should one one should implement JavaScript frameworks into Django. And so basically, mm. as far as I understand, there are like three approaches. You do, like you said, you just basically separate the whole the, the two. You build the API with Django and then you just access that API with the view on the front end. And then the other on the other side of the spectrum, you can basically insert view inside the Django templating and kind of use two interactively. So you enhance your Django template with view. And that sounds good. And I, I have a good blog post about it that I read recently. I'll share with you and in, in the show notes, but I haven't been able to implement it myself, but it sounds like a good solution for your problem where, you know, uh, you can mix and match the two. Yeah, actually that is what I ended up pretty much doing because I was like, I can do this so easily and I know how, and I was like, I don't really want to bother learning it. So I ended up using some of the front end stuff from Django intermixed with Vue, but I'd be really interested in reading that blog post because okay. I'm sure there's a lot that I, I still have to learn on that front. Yeah. For me, the back end was the first thing I learned. And mm -hmm. some of the front end things that I'm encountering now are just a little confusing and hard to grasp. So I understand that. I started with Django. Uh, the templating system is, is fine. I'm completely fine with HTML files, with how to implement CSS files, how to run collect static, and all that stuff. It's cool. Yeah. But say I want to add some JavaScript, and then that means that I have to implement JavaScript. So I have a JavaScript file, and then I just basically say, okay, link that JavaScript file to my HTML. And then as a normal problem where you have a bunch of JavaScript files, and so I think the solution for this is Webpack, right? And I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't understand how to use it with Django, and I just uh, some of the JavaScript stuff is weird. But to your point about picking JavaScript framework, I picked Vue as I think was mainly because it was open source. I have a feeling that this is the case for a lot of Django users. They they tend to prefer Vue. It's yeah, Django's open source so it leads to another open source solution. So uh, at what point, if you remember, if not, that's fine. But I'm sure when you start learning a packet, maybe Django specific, you're getting it slowly. So you're improving and improving. From In my case, I had this moment where, oh, okay, so this is how it works. And then after that point, I was a little bit more creative because I was like, okay, I need to do this. I can do it that way. Do you remember or um, have an idea of when that happened? Maybe a specific project you were working back then, or um, yeah, obviously when you when I started using it in my day, there's another level that you have to go to in terms of learning how specific parts of it work, debugging things other people have written in the framework. I can actually help you learn a lot too. Uh, so probably like the first couple years of of my day job when I was just trying to learn as mm -hmm. much as I could about the framework doing all those things, like I said, looking at what other people had done. I found this book. There's probably better blog posts and stuff like that now, but it was called Two Scoops of Django, I think. Yeah, And sure. it was a best practices book. Mm -hmm. And it had a lot of 
interesting things that I'd never thought about. For example, when you have your settings.py file on a test instance versus a production instance and say you're source controlling stuff with Git, how do you have two separate settings files? Because there's a number of ways you can do that. Things like that, little tips and tricks. You start reading blog posts, like you said, you learn a few things and it's just compounds. And then one of the main reasons I started doing side projects is because there were things that I wanted to try out and test, like view, like new Django packages that uh, didn't necessarily fit into my day-to-day -day job, but I was mm -hmm. curious about and I wanted to learn. So I use my side projects as a, a space to learn new things and test all these different frameworks, options, etc. That's very cool. Right, let me think. First of all, let me ask, do you have a time frame? I just thought I didn't ask you. Uh, uh, no problem. Okay. Yeah, I have some free time now. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. Regarding two scoops of Django, actually that was one of the first books I encountered as well. Yeah. So that was some valuable stuff. And especially uh, the more I learned about Django, the more the suggestions made sense that previously yeah. wouldn't. Um, they just released, I think it was Audrey and Daniel Feldroy, I think uh, the couple are, they just released the same book, but for 3.0, for Django 3.0. So um, yeah, well, that was one of the things. Well. I think I had 1.11, but that's the problem mm -hmm. with the book, right? Is yeah. Django's gone from 1.11 to 3 in, I think, the last year. So you exactly. got to keep but the I book think, updated. I think, <laughs> I think the 1.11 is still relevant, as they say. Definitely. Okay, so if you said that you had a little experience with some other, you know, backend tools and just basically web development tools, would you be able to compare Django and then say what it wins in and what it doesn't? Um, I have used like things like Node.js to like a very small extent. I think it's obviously a really great platform. A lot of people are using it for web development now. For me, it was like JavaScript versus Python. Uh, obviously I'm biased <laughs> towards Python. So yep. to me it was, that was a defining factor, but it, I think is similar in the way that there's a lot of packages, um, a lot. And I think a really important thing too, that I never really mentioned is that Django's community is really strong. Yep. And anytime you have a question about anything, you'll be able to find it on Stack Overflow, you know, GitHub mm -hmm. issues, etc. And I think Node.js uh, is probably just as powerful and more in the community aspect. I've also tried Flask, which is the other Python web framework that's pretty popular. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also very good. It's I think it's more aimed towards smaller projects. And I think their philosophy is more, you start with a core base that has nothing and you add components. Mm -hmm. Whereas Django has a pretty good set of components built in with it. And then you grab things if you need super extra. So yeah, for me, like building a, any sort of sizable project, I lean toward Django because it had a lot of the authentication, things like that mm -hmm. built in, which are nice. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So I'm working on a little, like a section of a, of an episode. I'm just going to call it Blitz for now. I only, okay. have two I only have two questions in it. Do you prefer function-based use or class-based use? Um, now I probably in the past six months started liking class-based views because okay. I think that they only came out fairly recently in the terms of think so, yeah. the entire length span of Django, but more or less class and function-based views 
as far as I know, are the same. The good thing about class-based fees is obviously like you can do things like inheritance. So especially in my day job, we started implementing them a ton because we had a lot of similar views that did the same thing, but maybe for a different model or just had, but all the views had basic sections, which were super easy to modulize into class-based functions. And then, you know, if you had to change something, you just inherit it, switch over. So yeah, for now it's class-based for sure. And for your projects that we'll talk about in a, in a moment, what hosting do you use? Right now I'm using a host called Vulture, V-U-L-T-R. Okay. I was looking, there's the Digital Ocean is probably the most popular one. Vulture, I think I originally chose just because of the fact that they had a 250 option versus a $5 option for an even smaller size. Ah, uh, but I ended up going for the $5 one anyways because the 251 was only available in certain uh, regions and stuff like that. But okay. it's been good. I don't think, I don't know, you know, I just have a VPS, so it's a Linux server. Okay. To me, oh, right. I don't think, I don't think it would make much of a difference to me if I was on another hosting, but yeah, they've been good, so. Yeah, so uh, for my projects, I uh, tried DigitalOcean and I used DigitalOcean for the $5 droplet. And yeah. the, the first thing I tried was Heroku because you know they say it's easy. You don't have yeah. to manage the service. And then actually, that was the first thing I wanted to try, and I just didn't understand. And but back then I didn't know anything about web development. I probably mm -hmm. want to give it another go now, sometime now maybe. But uh, yeah, having experience setting up the server was fun, and then just felt good because you learn something new. So certainly can yeah. advise anyone servers who's can thinking. Be yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Servers can be painful, though. <laughs> they, yeah. 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 The hours I spent trying to find a, an issue with what's happening, I don't understand. But yeah. once you, <laughs> I, I had this issue a couple of weeks ago, permission issue. So I tried to add a site to build with Django via the admin panel, and then it just 500 error. I go inside the yeah. server, and I was, oh, maybe that, I, maybe I can do that. And I'll go that, change this very quickly, restart the Nginx server, and then it works. And yeah, yeah, that felt good. <laughs> I knew what was yeah. there, fix it quickly, that's cool. Yeah, that's a good feeling. Sometimes, yeah, servers are like very much a, you know, programmer in terms of the back end and dealing with things like server issues are just not my personal cup of tea. So yeah, yeah anytime yeah. things works, it's good. <laughs> I get it. I totally agree. That's it for the blitz. So two questions. <laughs> We're done now. If you're okay, let's talk about your projects. So the project sure. that you submitted to build with Django and actually you were the first, you know, real user who submitted the project, which I'm very thankful for, is Armory Gaming Gear. So yeah. that's basically people showing or listing the, the tech the gear that they use for for gaming. Yeah. Tell us a little more about the project. Why did you why did you decide build it? How did it go? Yeah. So uh, you basically explained the basis of it pretty uh, pretty well. I've always been big into games and big into what keyboard mouse people are using, all the gear, headset, all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are a number of sites online that sort of do this thing. If you want to look up what your favorite influencer or gamer, Twitch streaming, esports, etc., what kind of equipment they use. But the thing that I found across all these sites was that they were a lot of outdated information mm -hmm. and the process of updating it was basically 
sending an email to the admin. And also there, I saw an opportunity for, you know, if I want to list my stuff. So if I'm a nobody, or even if I'm a, one of these big streamers and I want to update my own account, there wasn't really an option for that either. So what I decided to try and do was implement a system where anyone could crowdsource the information and do that by providing sort of proof. So you provide a link to where you saw them using that piece of equipment, etc. Cool. And yeah, that was basically what I wanted to try and tackle with Armory. Was it fair to say that was like your first site? I would say it's my first you complete side project, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I've had sort of other ideas that I've worked on a little bit, but it was definitely the first sizable project that I took from start to finish. Okay. I know this question doesn't get a lot of uh, good to good rap in the community, but what tech stack do you go? So I use, obviously? <laughs> yeah, obviously Django. I use one of the things I wanted to try with that project was the Django REST framework package mm -hmm. because I think that's probably one of the most popular packages for Django because like I said, it's a very popular backend for serving APIs. Mm -hmm. And I can see why the, it was a great package. It was pretty easy. The front end, I think for that project was the first project I used Vue as the front end, basically just consuming the API and using the templating to make all the lists and stuff like that. I used jQuery for the basic JavaScript stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that's about it. And then just pretty much plain, I use pretty much plain HTML and CSS. Cool. And I did use Bootstrap as a CSS, HTML, JavaScript package. Mm -hmm. is, is the design is still in uh, Bootstrap? Yep. Looks, the site looks great. I wouldn't say, because when... Sometimes you can see the website and you just know it was made with Bootstrap <laughs> and you can kind of just see yeah. it. But not, you see not that a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to at least change the colors and do things a little bit. I'm, I like Bootstrap because I'm not a designer or really a super front-end guy. And the, the basic components that it provides are really nice because I think for the most part, they look nice. Yeah, if you can style them up a bit and make it not look so bootstrappy, I think it's pretty great. In my case, when I started working, the first project for me was, when, was my personal website. And then obviously the, the first choice was Bootstrap. And I'm no designer as well. I'm not that creative. I saw some examples of sites and then I just, okay, I want to do something like this. And then when I tried to do it, I just couldn't achieve it with Bootstrap. And so I ended up doing CSS, just plain CSS, and then stumbled upon Tailwind CSS, which is pretty popular these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now I went back to the framework, but I still do get this problem where since I'm not a de designer, it takes me a while to, to make a design. And it just, it's sometimes it's very annoying. Yeah, I also find when I'm using like even Bootstrap or whatever framework, I end up, you know, tweaking a lot of things, overwriting a lot of their things to try and make it, you know, look like I envision it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it definitely, you still have to learn a lot in terms of design from even like an aesthetic point of view before, before tools like Bootstrap will help you. Uh, but okay. it certainly helps a little bit. For sure. So uh, how long did you, would you say, since you called it a complete project, how long would you say uh, it took you to build? I could check like my GitHub repo, but I would say I built it probably from concept until it was more or less mature, probably about a year. The first six months 
was a lot of just brainstorming and maybe I started the Django project, but I wasn't really working on it that much. And then there was probably a three or four month sprint where I was working on it, you know, a few hours a week, at least trying to get it done. Yeah. How do you acquire users for this specific project? How do you get out there? Because you have a lot of users uh, submitting their um, gear. So what's your process for that? Yeah, I have not that many. And that's one of the things I've, I definitely struggle with in the, from making a website to actually getting users and monetization and that. But one thing I really wanted to try since I am the uh, coder programmer was to see to do as much good SEO and all that kind of thing as I could to get organic. And that was something I wanted to learn a part of this project too. So I spent a lot of time learning about things like open graph and how you make your site pop up with a little image on Twitter and Facebook mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. Things like, especially in relation to Django, like a profile page is obviously like a template. So how can I, have things like the title and the description and things like that on a page automatically fill with information from the database, which is cool. So yeah, organic traffic. And then I haven't really been pushing too hard. Like I, I don't really want to advertise or anything like that, but mm -hmm, I've sure. been trying to find, you know, posting in communities like indie hackers and that sort of thing. And yeah, I think if, I think once I had a really solid base, I would maybe try things like reaching out to gaming influencers and stuff like that. But in my thought, at least I'm like, I want to make sure I have a good base of organic users and flesh some more things out before I start going down that route. Okay. That makes sense. So let's talk about your other project. I think, um, gaminglist.co that's, it's certainly yeah. much simpler. Is yeah. That one. Simpler? Yeah, that one is actually not a Django project. That was, I had a list in my sort of ideas to do app of just like other cool gaming sites. Because that was one thing when I was building Armory, I think gaming is obviously like a, a massive market. And mm -hmm. when you look on the sort of indie maker community on indie hackers and product hunt and those sort of places, you see a lot of business to business. And I was thinking like, there needs to be more gaming, cool gaming sites and apps, not just for games and actual game development, but what I call like peripheral or accessory things like Armory. And Gaming List was just a collection of sites, that cool sites that I'd found and I wanted to keep track of. And then I thought I might as well try and make it into a website. That makes a lot of sense. But I do agree with you now, now come to think about it. You do see a lot of productivity apps. You see a lot of, uh, let's see what else, like journaling. Even I try to make a yeah. journaling thing. There are themes uh, around what indie hackers build, but you're yeah. right. Yeah, there's not a, a lot around gaming. Actually, I, I you know, when I was researching uh, your projects, they, they are game focused. And just the first question that came up to me is that, have you ever tried building a game or building a game rather than a game related uh, project? And if so, have you tried doing it with Django maybe? So yeah, actually when I was in university, my university had a program that was like, it was just like a certificate where if you took certain courses as electives, like options, you could just get this certificate. 
So I actually got mm -hmm. a certificate in game development along with my degree. And I, when I graduated, I had the choice of going into software engineering or gaming. And the more I learned about the traditional gaming industry, the more it became obvious that I didn't want to go that route. Because okay. there's in the big AAA gaming studios, there's this idea that it's higher stress, less pay, more work. And to making games and playing games has always been something that should be strictly for fun. So mm -hmm. I decided if I was ever going to do game development, it would just be me building games and apps. And I've, I've never quite gotten a full product out, but I've certainly made sort of mini games and stuff like that before. Yeah. And using Django, I'm not sure if Django would be the right framework for a game, but I'm sure you could do lots of cool things like maybe like quiz games and things like that mm -hmm. could work really well. Yeah. Maybe some sort of, I don't know, quiz or, but I don't think Django is really the place for graphics and that Cause sort of I was, thing. <laughs> I, I was Googling that, how to make a game with Django, because obviously it's something that comes to mind is more like text-based games, like maybe even a Game Boy yeah, version yeah. of Pokemon, where you interact with, with text or something that is not as hard to describe. But I see what you mean, yeah, you can't really build GTA with, you know, with Django. <laughs> no, um, I don't think so, anyway. <laughs> it would be tough, it would be very tough. It'll be tough. So for the gaming list site, I noticed that you have an ad space for, uh, I think it's from Introvert. Yeah, um, yeah. Have you, has anyone ever paid for this? No, definitely not. So that was something, like I said, I use sort of my, my side projects as test beds for things. And mm -hmm. I thought Introvert was really cool because I think probably everyone can agree with me. I hate just like playing Google ads. Sometimes oh. they're necessary, but I really like the idea of people being able to buy a specific ad for your site. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of implementing it into R. So I was like, I might as well use this gaming list site as a test bed. Yeah, I wanted to try and implement it. And it was super easy. And I think it's a super cool idea. But I was like, I think I set my price to something completely ridiculous. Like, I think it's <laughs> over $100 or something. Um, but I, I was like, if anyone's... Bucks. Oh, Sorry. really? Okay. So it's not that unreasonable. <laughs> but yeah, I thought if, if, if anyone's going to do this, I might as well make it like something outrageous so I actually That's get some true. money out of it. That's but, a yeah. good idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> and I saw the introvert project. I think it was actually made by fellow indie hacker. Yeah. I think I saw it on indie hackers. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And one last question on your project is uh, the community, the Slack community, the B2C community that we're in, in the profile you have working on trophy. What's, yeah, what's that? Yeah, yeah. Cause I wasn't able to find it. Yeah. That's uh, my work in progress right now. I basically, I got armory to a place where I didn't feel like adding any more features at the moment, etc. Mm -hmm. And I had this idea that had been festering in my mind that I wanted to try it. So I've been working on this one is using Django and more or less the same tech stack as armory, except I wanted to try out GraphQL, which is also mm -hmm. cool, but trophies basically a I thought it would be cool if people could build or sorry, could make their own gaming achievements. So I don't know if you're familiar, but Xbox, PlayStation and Steam, they have these things called achievements or trophies. Mm -hmm. And they're basically goals outside of what you need to complete the game that you can unlock by playing it. And I thought it'd be a cool idea if I could build something where people can make their own. So what trophy is basically you record a game clip 
and then you say you beat some boss in a game in 30 seconds. You say you make a trophy with that clip, complete this boss in 30 seconds, and then other people can reply with their own trying to unlock your achievement mm-hmm. or try and one-up you. And uh, yeah, so that's the project I'm working on right now. Would you, are you looking to integrate it with the gaming systems you mentioned earlier, or would it have to be external, uh, as in, I set up a goal on your site, on Trophy, and then I go play on my PS4, and then if I achieve that goal, I go back to your site and I say, okay, I achieved that goal. So what I've done for now is you can you can import your clips from different places like YouTube, Twitch, Xbox, PlayStation doesn't have an open API for grabbing those, but you can share it to somewhere else. And then I think it would be really cool if you could somehow integrate it, you know, into games, but obviously game developers aren't going to waste their time on my yep. unreleased project. We'll see if it goes well and it's popular. Why, yeah. why not? I think it's a cool thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that would be really cool. Almost offering like a service, you know, achievements as a service or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But for now you can basically like it, all these things like Xbox, PlayStation, they usually have record my gameplay mm-hmm. and you can import those straight from my site. Yeah. Just out of interest, what games do you play now? Right now I've been playing like the BR games like Call of Duty Warzone. I've started gaming with FPSs and like the original Halo and stuff like that. So I play a lot of those games like Rainbow Six. I've been trying Counter-Strike in the new Valorant game. Okay. But I do, I'll play any game like Animal Crossing, whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, board games? Yeah, I actually love board games too. Um, nice. There's a board game I'm a big fan of right now called Wits and Wages. It's like trivia, but you gamble on the answers. I'm recording it. I have to check it out. Yeah. Can you play it with two people? Yeah, you can play it with two people. I think it's two to six or something like that. It's, like a, it's not too intense, like a fun game. Oh, that sounds cool, like a crossing between like Trivial Pursuit and poker or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, myself, I've been uh, playing Dominion. And those are okay. Actually, just recently we have been playing a lot of backgammon. That turned to be okay, but just got a little tired of it. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think like learning games like backgammon and chess are like super valuable. I've been a little bit into chess for a little while. Yeah, 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 yeah me too. Uh, always drop it though at the, at the end. Um, do you have, uh, going back to Django theme, do you have any suggestions for people who are just starting out or for people just basically less experienced with you? Do you have anything to share? Yeah, I think Django's built-in tutorial is actually really good. It's gone through obviously like a lot of iterations mm-hmm. and explains the core concepts of how to make a basic app pretty well. And if you're someone who doesn't have a lot of programming experience, I think Python is probably one of the easier programming languages to grasp while still being powerful enough to do most things. So I think as far as web frameworks, it's a good place to start for sure. And then just the great thing about programming and these web frameworks is there's so much free information online. There's tutorials and blogs and articles and Stack Overflow and don't be afraid to ask questions and try things out yeah for sure so you mentioned the two scoops of django were there any other resources that you found particularly useful that was the sort of one book pdf that i looked into the django website has 
like I said, their documentation and stuff, I think is really important to look at if you're developing. I can't think of any other sites off the top of my head for tutorials and things like that. But if you Google, you'll get tons of good stuff, sure. even like medium articles on more specific things. And if you're looking for inspiration, check out Built with Django. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome to hear. If, if people are interested and they want to ask you questions, where can they reach you at? If, 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 um, if you're open to that? Yeah, I think I'm. if you ever want to hit me up on Twitter, I think my Twitter is linked from Armory Gaming Gear. Notes. My personal Twitter might be on there as well. You can hit me up on all of my like Armory Twitter, and that is just me too, so don't be afraid. Okay. <laughs> Cool. And yeah, if you see me on Indie Hackers or in a Slack group or whatever, don't be afraid. Perfect. Do you have, is there anything you wanted to, to tell us or just something I didn't ask? I don't think so. Thank you very much okay. for having me on. And oh, thank you. I thank like, you. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. Have a good evening. Bye. Yeah, you as well.